Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. Yeah, dig it. This is level 139. With us this week is Brother Two Schmooth. Your brother. And Sister Matriarch. Uh, I, I'm impressed, actually, that I think... The person you were impersonating is the person you meant to impersonate, so well done. Oh yeah, who else did I be trying to impersonate? My accents are well better than anybody else's. Well, I hate Ooh, to tell yeah, you this, th- that's not the best Dusty Roads I've ever heard. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, if you be my <laughs> belly well to the pay window. Absolute worst Borat ever. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me think. I haven't seen that one in a long time. <laughs> oh my wife <laughs> take her <This> please <laughs> cheese also cheese all right well the three amigos are here this week we have two people playing hooky wait yeah, what did you guys no, do no, to the youngs um well we have the 40 year olds and forever 39 m and that's it no more youngs on the show until next week until next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a senior week. <laughs> Do we get a discount? Early bird special? <laughs> I love a good buffet. <laughs> Aw, remember buffets? I remember buffets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took all the Slim Jims. Yeah, I took them home. They're all over my car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nate, I heard you took a journey to my planet, and it is a <laughs> savage planet. Oh, yeah. What right. about it? <laughs> yes, Randy. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, I played uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Now, I know Corey talked about this a while back. I normally look up the uh, level number when I mention that, and I forgot to do that this week. I apologize. Thinking, uh, thinking, thinking. He talked about how he went through with uh, Skeptical Mario, or rather, Skeptical Mario went through and dragged Corey along for a ride, and Corey didn't quite know what was going on. And, He's collecting things, trying not to die. That could be any episode where he doesn't know what's going on, to be fair. So I did not play from that perspective, Mm. so I can actually speak to playing the game uh, as a single player. Wow. Novel concept. My first question was going to be if you actually Um, played it or not. So now that we know, what did you think? I absolutely played this game, uh, and I played it single player for the most part. Wow. Um, I, I started the game before there was a clock. I was like, oh, wow, okay, ooh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, I will play this later. And then, of course, we get the update saying that it's going to leave Game Pass. So that's when that's when the clock really starts. So I started playing this with that in mind. And just, you know, I thought I had plenty of time. I still have a week uh, and change to get it done. Uh, but, yeah, it plays like Metroid Prime. So let's let's answer the question everyone cares about. Is, is it, it a Vayner? Vayner? <laughs> it is as much of a Vayner as um, Metroid Prime is. Um, I I also Your Metroids agree, may vary. Yeah, I, I also agree. Over time, I have just uh, kind of changed the way I want to define Metroidvanias to. Yeah, they've got to be two D or two point three D or two point five D. Two point three D. What the heck is that? Two point five D. Something like <laughs> a Shadow Complex is a really cool spin on a two mm-hmm. D Metroidvania. That's really where I prefer them to be. But this does kind of follow that formula a little bit, and it really is like a funny Metroid Prime. Um, 
Uh, heck, you've got like a, a tether that you use to swing. It's just like, you know, you do in Metroid Prime in certain ways. And you've got certain guns that can open certain doors and, and things like that. Um, the game is hilarious. You have got to take your time with this. I, I hate that it's on a clock. I hate that it's leaving Game Pass and it, a, a lot of people won't have played it um, until they're just trying to rush through because the comedy is so well done. Um, there's emails, there's videos, there's just, you know, your, your eco, the, I think it's EKO is, is your, um, kind of the person in your ear who's talking to you. It's like your computer that's like giving you information. She just rips on you all the time. Like when you die, she's like, stop dying so much. And she's, you know, she's got some great uh, quips and, and things like that. And just the descriptions, you kick a bird and she's just like, oh, Whoa. they're so cute. You just want to kick them. You know, like <laughs> no one can blame me for trying to wanting to kick that cute bird. Stuff like that. It's just very funny. Um, if you pick at the very beginning, you have to pick a, a portrait that defines you. You take a little quiz, a little survey. Um, I just pick, you know, just whatever, just a person. Didn't really think anything about it. Apparently, if you pick the dog, because there's a picture of a dog, your character will like grunt and bark and make all <laughs> sorts of like dog type noises when uh, when you get hit and things like that. So that's pretty funny. That's just like why they didn't have to do that. They did that to be funny. They did that just to put a little extra layer of polish on this game. Um, so it's really well done and it's a fun game. I, I didn't run into any issues at all, I think in terms of like the game hanging or stuttering or anything. So really good. Um, as far as the achievements to complete this game, you're going to need to play it through once either solo or in co-op on the normal mode. And that's just go through unlimited lives. You're just running around. You're just having fun. Uh, and you can do that drop in, drop out. You can play solo. You can bring somebody in. You, they can drop out later and you're just playing it uh, really fun. Uh, and, Something that I learned last night when I joined Matism's game, because we read that it would be possible to get the difficult speedrun achievement by joining someone's game when they go in to fight the final boss. And if that's the only time you've played with them on a save, excuse me, then you will get the you know the speedrun achievement. And that's it worked. Uh, we, we went into the final zone. He scanned a couple things. I actually got achievements for scanning everything. I had not done that. I, oh. I, I have like, I still have like five or eight things I have to scan on mine, on my playthrough. And uh -huh. uh, because he scanned them, I got those achievements to pop, Wow, um, which was awesome. And then we go in there. We did the things we had to do, like slap each other. No problem. Revive <laughs> each other. No problem. Play a game together. No problem. Everything popped like it was supposed to. Killed the boss. We got that achievement. No, no issues. Um, as you're playing through, you're going to be, for the achievements, you're going to be um, finding these collectibles. And those are going to be earned towards the end of your first playthrough because, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to collect. Now, you will get helmet upgrades, and they will help you to find those things. There's, like, uh, alien uh, artifacts, and then there's uh, previous explorer logs, and then there's a whole bunch of orange goo. <laughs> And when you find the orange goo, you eat the orange goo. And the narrator is hilarious. Like when you're eating this goo, I, I don't want to ruin it. It's so funny. Um, but finding all those goos, those are the most plentiful. So you're going to be finding a lot of those as you go along. Um, when it comes to finding all of them, some of them are going to be tricky. And a lot of times there will be 
a secret area and there'll be a different indicator. There'll be a question mark that pops up on your HUD and you'll hear like a little secret sound. And then you start looking around for something that's hidden a little more like dastardly than like everything else. Typically this means dropping off the edge of the map. Like look over at the map, look for a hook point that you can connect to something like that in that type of area. And that's how you're going to find the collectible. It could be goo. It could be one of those logs, could be an alien artifact. Um, but the, there's no helmet upgrade that helps you find the secrets. There's no map system. So you can't really look on a map and say, Oh, I haven't explored this area or I haven't explored that area. Uh, so you are going to have to, um, get familiar with the map and the zones and you will, because once you're done all that, you need to play the game in old game minus an old game minus means that you have limited lives. When, when you're out of lives, you're you die. They delete your save. So it's kind of a hardcore mode. Um, you can get more lives in the areas. I think there's one life per area. There's actually videos that help you find the locations of those. And that's probably what you're going to do with your second or your third playthrough. You need to complete old game minus one time by yourself. And you need to complete it a second time with another player. Now you can jump into someone else's old game minus towards the end. And that's how you complete it is someone has to jump into the elevator with you. I'm not sure if you both have to be playing your own co-ops or if you're just, you're playing on that first person's co-op tag. Not really sure. Hopefully Matism and I are going to get that done uh, this week. Uh, and then I'll, I'll know a little bit more about that. Um, let's see. Uh, old game minus, like I said, uh, you are, have limited lives. So there's a couple tips that I read from the solutions. One is when you're fighting this crab boss, there's a particular uh, bomb upgrade that you get that will keep him from attacking you. So if you're having difficult uh, difficulty with that fight, Fug, and you keep <laughs> falling off the things and you keep getting hit, Fug, uh, you can just hit him with a goo bomb and then he doesn't attack you and it makes that fight a whole lot easier. The last boss, uh, you just throw grenades at him, apparently. That's much much easier than what we did, which was try to shoot him. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing you have to do, <laughs> that's one normal playthrough and two playthroughs on old game minus. And then you have the DLC, which I know nothing about because I haven't tried that yet. Uh, but yeah, it's a great game. Uh, it's really fun, really funny. I'm hoping there's a sequel. So, wow. I mean, glowing praise. And it's actually super nice to hear the take of someone who actually really played through. Now, for someone like Corey, who didn't take the time to experience the game, is your feeling strong enough about the character of the game that you would encourage him? Like, hey, go back. Like, I know you have like a backlog of 100 things, but this is worth taking the time to check out. Oh, yeah. And he actually, he from what he did with Skeptical, he mm -hmm. knew he wanted to play the game. He's actually started it. I'm pretty sure he's put some time into the single player already. But yeah, at the time that, where he reviewed it, all he had seen was like being dragged through. Right. Uh, with knowing nothing about the game. So he had no idea what he was doing. He had no idea about the systems. And he was just there while Mario tried to beat the game in under four hours. Wow. And it sounds like. like start to finish, I think. There are some games where that's a, a blessing. <laughs> you get to get away with it. But this yeah. sounds like one where that's definitely not the case. Now, you're going to play the Hot Garbage yeah. DLC. You, and you know nothing about it going in. I know it's been that's talked about on the podcast a couple times. But you're, you're not aware already of well, like how many times you might have to, have to play it or anything like that. Uh, just by looking at the achievements, it looks like it's one playthrough. It does not have the multiplayer uh, components mm -hmm. that the uh, old game minus does. There's no second mode that you have to do after you beat the DLC the first time. Uh, it looks like it's just a straight play. Very cool. I, I like that you explore DLC one in the DLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're very tongue in cheek. Yeah, <laughs> that's some of the best achievement stuff. Though, when they they get it, you know, they they definitely make a point of them understanding. Now, how long would you say that the? I know there's the speedrun achievement for during the Savage Planet, or it's done in under four hours. But how long does each run through of the um, old game minus take? Jeez. Okay, so the estimate on TA is 12 to 15 hours for oh, the wow. entire thing. That is a bald-faced <laughs> lie. There's no way you're doing it in that amount of time. That might be your first playthrough, um, just to understand the game. Once you understand the game, I think you can fly through it pretty, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty quickly. Once you understand the game, you can fly through it pretty quickly. There are good videos for how to do a four-hour speed run. Mm-hmm. So you can get those second play, second and third playthroughs done uh, in, in well under half the time it took for your first playthrough, assuming you weren't following a guide that first time. I imagine some of those 12 to 15s just came from people who got, did like you did where you got the collectibles by jumping in at the end. Like I, That probably would have added some more time to have to go back and explore, I would think. Yeah, and those additional playthroughs, you don't have to get everything. It's just that first playthrough, you have to pretty much 100% the game. Um, and then... The second playthroughs, you get just enough. You get enough goos to increase your health and your stamina and get the, enough upgrades that you can, you know, open all the doors you need to open. And then you just go straight to the end of the game uh, or straight through all the checkpoints you have to to get to the end of the game and then beat it. So you can really optimize the second and third playthrough. Well, if you look at uh, the time estimates, the first one was. 10 to 12, but then the next was 15 to 20. The next was 25 to 30. So it's basically what you were saying. One, yeah, one jerk voted zero to one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gotta love those people. How? I don't know how they do that. And then maybe, I don't, I don't know. And the old game minus looks like it's four to five and the hot garbage is one to two. So we're looking at a good meaty game. Yeah, it's a meaty game. I really wish I had started it earlier, but I, this like is I what, said, I think this is what we there's do. enough time. There's enough time to still enjoy it before the end of the month. So uh, if you start now, you don't have to miss the fun. Because so it's key, $30. Well, key question Sorry. in terms yes. of... Uh, no, don't be. In terms of the future <clears> of this <throat> franchise, if they release a second game, which you said you would be excited to see or look forward or would look forward to, would your play of during the savage planet now encourage you to buy that if it wasn't direct into game pass maybe uh i'm trying to think if i would buy it for 30 dollars uh, probably not a day one game pass has just really mm-hmm. made it difficult to buy a game day one yes uh, especially a 30 dollar game I know that's weird to hear for coming even from for me. you. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> yes, I, I was taken aback. I, <laughs> I know coming from even coming from me. Like I have to, I have to think. Oh, geez, that game fifteen dollars really? Okay, well, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was saying is that's a thirty dollars game, and that DLC is eight dollars. Obviously, there's going to be sales, but it's not. Yeah, I, it's expensive enough that people are trying to get it done in the community. Yeah, and there was a sale like a week or two back, or three or four you know weeks these days um it was i think it was half price it was like two or four dollars or something like that uh, so i actually picked up the dlc back when it was on sale before we knew that this game was leaving game pass <laughs> smart oh. yeah great game yeah do you have any other thoughts about my game nate um i was just wondering if you were gonna dig it 
I would love to dig it. Yeah, I'm thinking at this point, uh, this sounds like something that Em and I would like, but I don't want to rush through it. Maybe we'll snap into it when it's on sale. (laughs) Way to tag in. That was was quite the Macho Man impression, Michelle. (laughs) Just for that. I mean, I mean, there have been good impressions, there have been bad impressions, and there have been... What game do you want to talk about, Michelle? <laughs> oh, medium impressions. I wouldn't even give myself a medium. <laughs> that was a no. I wasn't trying to do an impression. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, right, speaking of great Game Pass games that make you question why you would ever spend any money on video games anymore, uh, insofar as the software, I... I'm playing the medium. So the last time I joined you guys, which I guess was about a month and a half ago or so, I had said, I'm going to play the medium. It's coming out the next week. I love this sort of game. And then I joined you the next week and I didn't play the medium. And so when I got the word that the youngs were going to call it an early bedtime this week, I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Let's play the medium. So I did start it up. And uh, if you're not familiar with it at all, The Medium is a psychological horror style game by Bloober Team. Bloober Team is the crew behind uh, Observer and Layers of Fear. So they clearly have some uh, experience with creating this kind of game and this kind of environment. Uh, And I like horror games like Silent Hill is definitely a was a top franchise for me way back in its uh, you know first three games worth of development. So I was excited to play this. And I know for a lot of uh, a, a lot of the hype about it, at least initially had to do with the walking between two worlds that the main characters uh, the main character does. So the main character in the game is Marianne. Marianne is a medium. So there we go. We get the title and a medium is somebody who can, speak between the uh, living world and the spiritual world. And because she has this power, she sometimes will go through the spiritual world and then she helps people move on to the other side. Um, That's the basics of where the story starts. There's definitely intrigue that they set up right at the beginning, but because the game is less than two months old, I don't want to get too much into the story stuff because there is a possibility like, Right, I, I'm not done with it yet. I, I have no sense of how far into the medium I am because I haven't looked at the list. I'm really just trying to play and enjoy the game. Um, so I don't want to say anything, even with the early game stuff that might be spoilery because it's so new. All of that to say, if you like horror games, it does scratch that itch. I'm not exactly sure what I was expecting in terms of gameplay. There's up to the point I'm up to, like literally until the point I played right before I got on the podcast today, it felt a little bit like the most um, in-depth in terms of development walking sim I had ever played. Because it was still a lot of like walk to point A to point B, press X to interact with this thing. Very, very mild point and click kind of things where there's never more than three items in your inventory. But the part of the game I just went through before I jumped on the call I was like running away from this horrible hell creature and uh, getting really sort of amped up about doing that. And uh, you both have played Batman Arkham Asylum, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know how the scarecrow scenes are, right? Oh, yeah. Where you have to kind of hide behind things so that he doesn't see you. Um, Unfortunately. I'm up to a- <laughs> 
I'm up to a part of the game that plays that has a similar play mechanic. It's not on that sort of rails the way it is in Arkham Asylum. And I'm not meaning to compare the two because I haven't gotten through it yet. But I was already so like tense from having my headset on and you have to play the medium with a headset. Sound design is very important in it, or I would recommend that you do it. But I was like, you know what? I need to stop this right now because I'm going to come onto the call in a whole different mindset if I don't just put this away for a little bit. So with the medium, not a perfect game, even early on getting those vibes that I can see why people, reviewers or whatever, gave it sixes or sevens or called it middling. But if you like horror type games, it scratches that itch. It's a perfect game to turn all your lights off, put your headphones on, or if you have someone else like that in in your house that is cool with horror games and will want to watch to sit there and, and watch you play through it and kind of get the experience of it. I'm really enjoying it so far. So if, if you like those things, I would definitely recommend it, especially at the Game Pass price of Included. That is an excellent price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think All right, did in, you? Okay. Well, I, just, I think back before Game Pass, I probably would have purchased this game. I don't know that I would have purchased it on launch, um, just because the backlog is what it is. But especially knowing from True Achievements, time estimates, that it's like an 8 to 10 hour... Uh, experience. And like I said, I'm trying really hard this year to not play to the achievement list, you're going to get achievements as you go. So if you don't, if I if I miss something early on, if I love the game, I'll replay it. If I don't, it's okay. So um, I'm just I'm enjoying the experience of it. And I think I again, wouldn't have bought it at launch, but probably later on, I would have bought it and and played it, I'm sure. Uh, So Michelle, I've seen some people complain that this game is series X only from what you've seen of the graphics and the sound and everything. Do you think this is something that's really takes full advantage of the, of the series hardware or do you think that they, they could have done this on the normal X? So my honest answer is I honestly don't know if you're just looking at character models, it doesn't look like anything super refined or super polished, but when Marianne, when the main character moves between the spirit world and the living world, the game, I believe, is actively rendering both worlds. So the character is moving the same, but the way that the backgrounds move and and interact with things like that's all being rendered in real time at the same time. And I think that's what makes it Series X. And I'm not really technically proficient enough to know how accurate that is. But that's accurate. That's what I remember reading or hearing about the game. That's why it could only be on Mm -hmm. Series X, because they were doing two completely different environments at the exact same time. Right. And I so as someone who's a layman about that, it might look like, obviously, it's a set of polygons, and then there's skins over it, right? And you know, how hard is that to do to render twice? If you're playing a multiplayer game and you're doing split screen, isn't that something similar? I, I don't know. And so I can understand why people who people who see the game would think that. Because again, in terms of the character models and the backgrounds and things like that, it looks good, but it doesn't look like super phenomenal. But both worlds do move at the same time. I've seen no jankiness or, or tearing or any of that sort of stuff. So... I get the criticism, but I think the criticism comes more from not knowing how the sausage is made, so to speak, and, and just kind of 
seeing the pictures and that's it. Now, are the worlds exactly the same? Are the is the geometry exactly the same? Because I thought I remembered hearing that like in one, you know, in the spirit world or whatever, mm-hmm. there would be a door behind a wall or like where in the real world, there's a wall there. But in the spirit world, you can walk through that. Right. Right, that's so, what happens. And and what will happen yeah. is in those instances the your character is not moving through both worlds simultaneously all the time. So what will happen when you're in these situations where she's walking between the two worlds? Um you can do what's called an out of body experience. And the way that that works is you press and hold the B button and Marianne in the living world will stay still while Marianne in the spirit world now can move and manipulate those objects. But while that's happening, you still see the living world. That doesn't just go away. It's still there. And I guess it's rendering and anything that's happening in the background is still happening and that sort of stuff. So um, it, it is doing that. If you're walking through places where you're able to just walk through both, it's the same. It, uh, they look visually different, but the interact points and everything is the same. But I'm still, I think I'm just coming to the end part of the game where they've stopped tutorialing the different things. So like I just said, there's the out of body experience, which is holding B button. There are not echoes, but there are echoes in this game where you can press and hold the left bumper and you can manipulate an object and you'll see a little tear in it. And once you manipulate the object to that point, it will then cause some dialogue to happen to explain what happened around that item. So I'm just getting through the point of the game where they kind of have finished the handholding and have started some of the more um, interactive elements. So I, I think I haven't gotten to a point where I've really seen that yet. And maybe you don't, and maybe that's part of the complaint. But I, I what I'm seeing, it's doing well. But I, I do get the criticism. I, I understand where it's coming from. I don't know that it's fair, though. Yeah, I was I was tempted to buy this game um, before we knew it was a Game Pass, mm-hmm. just because it was like, oh wow, that thing looks. It's going to be you know the first game to really take full uh, <clears throat> advantage of the, the new hardware. This is really going to like be the very first game to show off what it's capable of doing. And then they said it was in Game Pass, and then it was a horror game. <laughs> I said, okay, well, uh, yeah, number it- one, it's a horror game. I'm not that excited. Number two, it's in Game Pass. There's no rush. So. Yeah, if you don't like horror games, like it's. It's very good, but it's not so good. Like, I would say Silent Hill 2 is so good that even if you don't normally like horror games, you should check it out at some point because it's kind of the paragon of the genre. I don't know that this elevates to that level. Uh, I'm not done, so it's hard to tell because some of the deal with these horror games is what's the feeling you're left with after, right? Like, I don't love jump scares. I like psychological horror where you're more unnerved. And I think that's why I like Lyrics of Fear so much. It had some jump scares, but mostly it unnerved you because they were really good about a really loud crescendo and noise and then nothing would happen, even though you were anticipating that. And this game, definitely you feel that DNA from Bloober Team in terms of how they frame that sort of stuff. But yeah, if that's not your genre, this isn't going to change your mind. And I don't know yet that it it gets to the level of you should put aside your dislike of horror games and make sure you sit down and try this one. Yeah, I think the uh, the trailers and all the like preview material made it look like Control. <laughs> I was like, well, I love the 15 mm-hmm. minutes I've played with Control. So <laughs> yeah, I can see it in so terms of the aesthetics clearly. that it, that it looks that way, but it it definitely doesn't share that gameplay. What about them achievements? So, like I said, I haven't looked at the list, 
there are some things I know about it generally from what I've earned in it so far. Um, and I want to say you'd think I would have this yeah, pulled that's up. The thing. I did. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I have 17 of the achievements in the medium, and that's just from natural play. Right. Uh, there, okay. there are collectible achievements, and that's obviously where people get held up. Uh, people don't want to do more playthroughs than they have to. If you have an achievement guide, obviously you can get through this more quickly. So one thing I, I fear, for example, with regard to this is, like I explained earlier, how those echoes work. The first time that was really tutorial to me that I saw was after the intro segment. But I've played enough of these games to know what to listen for. And very early on, there's a picture you pick up. And I heard like this crackling. I'm like, oh man, there's something up with this picture. But then I'm thinking, well, you know, it's raining outside and maybe I'm just missing the noises. Now that I know how these echoes work, I think that might have been, been an echo. I don't know for sure, but there's an achievement to get all of the echoes in a single playthrough of the game. So if that's the case, I missed one like in the first 10 minutes. Um, so I get why people will play through this game for a guide if they're concerned with the achievements. But a game like this one in particular, and similar to what you were saying about Journey to the Savage Planet, you need to experience it. If you go through the game and you run through it for the achievement list, then you go, eh, it didn't look great. And it was kind of mediocre shooting. You missed the point. So I don't know. I The achievement list is, is fine and definitely doable. But if you want to try to actually enjoy the game, I would really recommend like take the bullet on it and and commit yourself to playing it twice if you want the completion. Otherwise, you might miss one or two or five things. But really, put on your headset, turn off your lights, and just enjoy the experience of the medium. I'm so glad you played this game because I was like, oh, we don't have an M back on. Like, I feel like I need to play this next week. I kept saying that for like three weeks. Like, I should probably play the medium, uh, but I'm glad you're back <laughs> and, 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 and took the bullet on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. At some point, you know, hopefully I'll get to speak about it again after I finished it. Because bear in mind, everything I'm saying is about three hours of gameplay in. And maybe things will get repetitive and, and maybe it won't meet the promise it has in my head. Maybe the story will fall apart. I don't know. Um, but right now, this is I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the ride. And I'm glad I've, I've helped you avoid playing a game you probably wouldn't have enjoyed. All right. So that's the medium. I guess that makes it my turn. I am pumped. I finally got to play Retromania Wrestling. I've been very excited for this. Let me tell you something, brother. I've been waiting since 1991 <laughs> for a sequel to WrestleFest, dude. What you gonna do when Retromania Wrestling runs wild on you? Dude, I got to stream this game last night. Michelle was there. Red Raider was there. Das Kuna was there. We had a grand old time. Unfortunately, this game is only local only. But it was really fun. Can't wait to have a party of people over to play four players, which is really how it's meant to be played. To recap, um, it is the official sequel to the 1991 Coin Op. WWF WrestleFest. And for its time, it was really, really good. In 1991, we only had NES WWF games, which were all terrible. Every single one of them. The sprites were tiny. The music was bad. 
everyone did the same moves no matter if they were 200 pounds or 500 pounds. Uh, but WrestleFest, they had uh, an announcer who named everybody. There was a ring announcer and uh, a commentary announcer saying all the names of the moves. And um, each wrestler had had his own moveset, which was actually rare at that time. So this game is this game, which combines it a little bit with another video game called Fire Pro Wrestling, in which instead of button mashing, when you lock up, you have to time it and hit the button when you see your character light up. So there's some small differences with WrestleFest. You have a light move, medium move, and a hard move. And if you try to do a hard move too early, it'll get reversed every time. You don't have enough momentum. So you start off doing the light moves, and you do medium moves, and you <coughs> do those strong moves, which is very similar to how Fire Pro works. So they took two of the greatest games of all time and combined them. I just had a great time. The characters, I believe there are 16 of them to start, and there were two DLC ones announced. There are two wrestlers that were in the WrestleFest game, which is the Legion of Doom, otherwise known as the Road Warriors. There's some wrestlers that were assigned to the game who have since found homes on TV. Johnny Retro, also known as John Morrison, is now in the back in the WWE. Uh, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona, and Tommy Dreamer now wrestle for Impact Wrestling. You have Nick Aldis, who's the NWA champion, and they even have the NWA studio. And a mode dedicated to the 10 pounds of gold in which you work your way up to fighting him. There's a story mode as you play as Johnny Retro and you work your way through. I started this last night. I look forward to continuing it. And there's all kinds of modes. There's cage matches. There's uh, Royal Rumble style matches. There's elimination matches. And WrestleFest, you could have up to six players on the screen. And RetroMania has eight people on the screen. There's a lot of little nods to WrestleFest. There's some Easter eggs. So, like, Johnny Retro does uh, Mr. Perfect's dropkick and his suplex. Uh, Jeff Cobb does Earthquake's power slam and Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch Noogie. Blue Meanie and Hollywood Nova do Jake the Snake's DDT. Lots of little nods to WrestleFest. Uh, much like the medium, the game has 39 achievements. In my random playing last night without looking at the list, I acquired 19 of the 39 achievements. I did not look at the list ahead of time, but while I was playing, uh, Michelle and some of the people in the stream would read off achievements for me to go for, and I would try to do it. So it was kind of like an achievement bounty, which was fun to do. So it was a unique way of approaching things. The retail <clears> price <throat> is $24.99, which I think is fair, but I'm not quite sure what the replay value is going to be. The achievement list is actually too easy, which is a weird complaint, but I was hoping that it would be a little more. The game just came out, and already people have all the achievements. However, there is... Some bad news, there is an achievement to earn all the other achievements, and it is glitched. Are you guys back? Yes. So, okay. 
you said at the top that oh. this is the official sequel to it is official mm-hmm. so so how do how does that designation work because this is many many years after that are they they share a studio they get a license like, uh, like where technos, do they get to yeah technos helped them out yeah technos the was the original developer the original yep mm-hmm so That's, I don't know all the inner workings, but it is. It was originally the unofficial sequel, and then it just became the official sequel. So they must have gotten their blessing, cool. or yeah. So if somebody uh, yes. hasn't played wrestling games before, like most of what's out there right now, obviously is the WWE, Two K, whatever games, and obviously they're presented quite differently. They're three D, and there's a lot of stuff going on is a lot of noise if somebody's a, a fan of the product but not necessarily into wrestling or, or ne- not necessarily into video games would you say that this is like an easier jump in point to get a sense of playing them because i know the first time i played a wwe 2k whatever game i just felt overwhelmed because i could appreciate the work they were doing but there was just so much going on uh, it's hard to say i would say it's definitely more arcadey um, most people will come in button mashing but this one is not quite like that. Where WrestleFest was, you can, uh, if both people hit the button at the same time, there will be a, like a standoff where they throw punches and then you do button mashing. And you've, but other than that, there's timing involved. But each match will only take, it'll be less than five minutes for each match. So it's, there's definitely that going for it, which I think would work for the casual fan. And I think you would get the hang of it after a few matches easily. Where in WWE games, there's a, more of a learning curve, if that's what you're asking. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you said the achievements, uh, the, there's unfortunately a glitched one, but the developer seems pretty responsive. So, yes, the developer has actually been informed. Okay. And he said that a different patch messed it up, unfortunately. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But. He's on top of it. He's aware of it. And I just got to let him know that it says trophies. It's not trophies. Darn it. It's achievements. <laughs> it says uh, earn all the other trophies. Uh, that's such a typical uh, issue when stuff gets ported between the two. Because that platinum trophy deal that doesn't really have a corollary on Xbox. How long would you say the game would take to complete? Because it seems to be completable. I see a couple people on TA, other than the glitch achievement, have already finished it. Based on your experience yesterday, I know there's at least one sort of grindy achievement. Uh, what would you say you're looking at hours-wise if you're just trying to play this for completion? That's a good question. I didn't delve too much into the list. I think you had said there's one mode you got to do a few times. Oh, 10 pounds of gold. Yeah, see, I didn't do that, so I don't know how long that takes. If I had to guess, that probably takes an hour or two times five. I can't imagine it being more than a 15-hour game, mm-hmm. if that. I mean, it came out, it's probably less than that, if people already got it done. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I didn't do this. I played on easy, but um, you can knock out a lot of the achievements with mm-hmm. two controllers. Oh, wow. Uh, for winning matches at certain wrestlers in certain conditions. Those mm-hmm. all pop for if you really wanted to to be boring about it. You could put a second controller and get that done. But you're going to need to learn how to play anyway to do the story mode. So the achievement list, 
looks kind of plain. Like, win with this guy. Yep. Win in every arena. Uh... <laughs> yeah watch five ai versus ai battles that's while well, you're making a sandwich um <laughs> yeah, i, I assume it was <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's in parentheses um what it's would a tricky be one it's a two ratio <laughs> what would be better like uh for this type of game? Ah. i remember spending a ton of coins in, in sheets uh, which is a <laughs> uh, east coast thing uh i spent a ton of quarters in sheets uh, playing this game um, and eating sandwiches. Uh, those were with dollars, though. Uh, the quarters went to the machine. <laughs> like, what What would be a fun achievement in, in this type of game? I'm just trying to think, like, I guess they kind of have I to don't be know. boring. I, it, it's either boring or grindy, right? Or grindy, If you want to yeah. do beat story, uh, you know, story mode, you, you beat, you play as Johnny Retro, but they did one for doing five pounds of gold with five people outside, you know, unless they do it with everybody. When at that point you're going to be not having fun anymore. And the WWE yeah. games have very similar lists. They, they have a handful of achievements that are when it matches AJ Styles, when it matches Adam Cole, uh, win an elimination match. So it gets you to play the different game types. It gets you to see the different characters, which is stuff that a good achievement list should do. But I think the wrestling games themselves are not, there is a narrative, right? I guess there's the 10 pounds of gold mode and there's a story mode. But the gameplay, the end gameplay mechanic is going to be you're going to wrestle a match. So unless like they added sort of checkpoints within the match where maybe like there were two alternate ways you could win it. And based on one or the other, you might get an achievement. I don't know where the wiggle room really is to be super creative with achievement lists. I mean, I, I, you could argue it is creative to say use this guy in a particular arena. Like one of the achievements L got was to, I want to say it was to wrestle in the stomp arena with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. And the reason they did that is because it, I think that the two of them designed that arena. So it is kind of, if, if you know the story there, it is actually interesting that they put it in. But if you're looking at it with no context, it's just like, all right, I'll pick this guy and wrestle here. So I'm not really sure what more they could do to change it. Yeah, that's a good question, Nate. Um, if the game had online, I would obviously say throw some online stuff. But it doesn't. So yeah, outside of changing win 50 matches to win 200 matches. I don't know what else you would do. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, the matches are quick. I, went, I got the 20 match one in my first sitting and it didn't take too long so it's really not that bad yeah i get the sense that people when this price drops that people will get this just to uh get these achievements <laughs> but i mean i remember playing it in sheets and i had a lot of fun uh so maybe yeah, so you remember these games right oh yeah well this game i remember um remember wrestlefest yes wrestlefest i remember wrestlefest i played that a ton in the arcade just because it was right down the street from me uh, I really enjoyed it. I was into WWE at the time, mm -hmm. Big Boss Man, all that fun yeah. stuff. So, uh, so I remember this uh, well, uh, sort of. <laughs> I remember Big Boss Man and Bam Bam Bigelow. The Ultimate but, um, Warrior. And, yeah, oh, the Ultimate Warrior, of course, and Hogan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I, I would like to play it just to kind of get that little dash of nostalgia. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. 
Oh, well, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> I feel like I would definitely dabble in this game if it was in Game Pass, because, you know, what do you lose? And I definitely recognize the characters and all that, but $25 off the top, especially without being able to play locally with three other people right this second, uh, sounds like it, it might be a little steep. Um, I don't know, like, I know they're planning DLC with extra characters. I don't know if someday that'll also include extra modes or tournaments or online things that'll further realize the product to make that number more convincing. I also don't know if DLC comes with a price tag the, or if it's going to come in the form of title updates. That's a good question. The developer has basically said if the game does well, then they'll add more to it. That's <laughs> He didn't sugarcoat it. He said if the game sells, mm-hmm. then they'll have the money to add online. And all that kind of stuff in the future. So we can hope and not freak out, freak out that everything's going to be okay. But overall, I definitely recommend Retromania Wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, it says a lot when someone like Corey who doesn't watch wrestling was excited for it. So there's definitely there's nostalgia. There's the recognizing that arcade wrestling games are fun. I think there's also recognizing the developer's very clear passion for the project. And sometimes it doesn't translate well, but it it does here. Like, clearly this team is super into this and wanted to, like, to go from an unofficial sequel, like a spiritual successor, to getting the blessing to be a spiritual, uh, to be an actual successor and getting that kind of support. I know uh, one of the talents in the game tweeted about it or posted on Instagram about it today. So that stuff's all really cool and that makes you want to support the work they did for sure all right well one last thing in the games department the three of us have been blessed by community member nightwolf in which he out of the blue threw in the discord uh, does anyone need help with this gears of war 4 achievement let me know and i will help you i have a checkpoint and we're like oh okay mm-hmm. that sounds good uh, the name of the achievement is probably a little bit spoilery, but I will say that it's out there in the open. But anyway, it's a DLC it or a title an, update achie- achievement, right? So it's not yeah, main I was list. Looking, it's, it's it is an achievement that has a whopping eight point five ratio because Gears of War. Title updates have ridiculous ratios. Um, but anyway, he helped. I believe he helped Michelle first, and then he helped me mm-hmm. in the same in the same uh, sitting. Did you have any experience with him, Koshmos? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that he was offering to give this one away, and I said, "You know what? Who am I to say no?" <laughs> so um, I, I had already started uh, Gears Four. Gears Four. Uh, there's one achievement for carrying a particular gun mm-hmm. all the way through the game that I was doing, uh, and when I heard that this achievement was kind of similar, like you had to do something for a long portion of the game, I said, "You know what? <laughs> I'm going to take that." Um, so <laughs> I, I showed up and and I was like, "Yeah, um, now." And he and I were talking a little bit about gears. He's like, it's going to take a while to load. So we're talking. I say, uh, yeah, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't played this in like three years. Um, <laughs> so I might be a little rusty. Uh, what do the buttons do? And <laughs> then <laughs> I was like, I know one of these snaps to cover. I think that's B. And he's like, no, 
Like, I think, is it A? And he's like, yes. I was like, okay, so shoot is right trigger. Um, and so then, um, so it took me, it took me one or two attempts, uh, to be like, okay, no, I remember the controls now. I, of course, knew that D pad was to select your, mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, your bombs, your grenades, but whatever. But then they've changed it. There's no arc. So I go to like throw my grenade. I don't see the arc. So I don't know if there's a different button press for the arc, but it just like, launched my grenade i was like oh no, crap i wasn't ready like i was gonna there's was an gonna arc aim. you have to there's hold in the button whatever i was doing was a quick throw if you just tap the button then it just chucks it forward yeah i thought it held it but i i didn't see the arc and i was like uh, so i'm just like apologizing to him i'm just like i'm really not this bad <laughs> like i'm sorry like i haven't touched this game in three years i don't remember the controls uh but whatever so we got it on the third try he was like yeah that actually went pretty fast and i was like really mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that was horrible. And he was like, yeah, some people took a lot longer. <laughs> I said, really? I said, wouldn't happen to be anyone I know, would it? Hey, what are you trying to say? My, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying. My, I'm just talking about my conversation with Nightwolf. I think Michelle took longer than I did, to be fair. I, I did. And, and, and Nightwolf told me is I was such the a best nice partner he's ever had. He he's didn't say nice. that, but like, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> so we were playing it and I, I think he, like, I don't know exactly what you do to trigger it. I, and Elle's right. It can be spoilery, especially if you're going through gears. So the, it's, it's sort of a callback scenario. Um, and the Easter egg is triggered by shooting uh, headstones and Nightwolf does all that work. He literally says, snap, like, throw a grenade into the e-hole here, snap into cover there, and then if you can, shoot the grunts coming up the stairs so they leave me alone. And if you can't, that's okay. I'll take care of it. And I don't know what was happening exactly, but he kept saying, he's like, oh, maybe I'm just not shooting the headstones enough. Like, he was totally taking all the blame for it not working. I don't know that I could have done anything differently either, but he he was just so nice. Like, no, 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 it's, it's me. I didn't shoot this long enough. I'm like, oh, okay. And then... After he helped me, and it probably took us like six or seven tries um, before it triggered. And then when he helped out, I think it triggered on the second try. I think they maybe had one death and then it was fine after that. So I'll vouch that L was not the the worst person he, he helped through this particular achievement. I was also not the first person <clears throat> he took through. So I benefited uh, from previous plays, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, though. He just stepped in to the community and to general boosting. I was like, Hey, I, I did all the work for this achievement and we figured out that I could just invite people in at this checkpoint and you'll get this achievement too. Uh, so that's, people are good about that stuff in the community and Nightwolf. I don't know if Nightwolf is fairly new or just didn't speak a lot necessarily because so many people are, you know, coming at various times. I don't keep track of all that, but that was, that was awesome and just super cool guy and really helpful and really patient. So definitely appreciate him offering that help to everybody i'd also like to thank community member kushmoos for helping out uh mental night five mm-hmm. uh, he he had a request he he needed somebody to help him do are you smarter than a fifth grader <laughs> and i i think it's triple triad 777 showed up and uh kushmoos showed up and they helped him uh knock out this achievement to basically uh continue dominating uh, chewy in the chewy's kentucky fried chicken challenge <laughs> and um <clears throat> so he was just laying it on thick he just and then when that was all done well first of all uh so spoiler alert i'm kushmoose 
Um, and in order to oh. complete, to, to get into this, like he had asked me like three times and I, it was on the weekend. Weekends are hard uh, to get there. And so like, I, I said, well, give me a little bit of notice, but then I was doing some work around the house. So I, I didn't get his, his message for like two hours. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I, th- I thought we had like four people lined up to do this. I didn't realize it was him twice and somebody else. And then myself. Uh, so it took a while for him to get in the timing right that would work for me, which is, you know, I apologize for that. Uh, and then we finally get to do it and I go, Oh crap. He's like, are you, are you in cahoots with Chewy? Are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> like, it seems like you're doing this on purpose. He's like, if you're not, it's like hilarious. And I was like, well, it's, well, yeah, it's hilarious. Cause I'm not intentionally being this, this inept. Um, <laughs> and I said, you're not going to believe me. Um, my three sixty will not open. <laughs> so oh, I oh my God. I had to, I like, I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get a paperclip. Couldn't get a paperclip. I could not find the paperclip that I have to open my 360. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to use a twist tie. Try to use a twist tie. It's not strong enough. Mm-hmm. It bent. I was like, oh, crap. I go, I go look for a, ne- a needle, like a threading needle. Um, it's too big. It won't fit in the <laughs> hole. It looks perfect. I'm like, I'm like, I'm running around the house just like I'm going out of my mind. Toothpick. I found a toothpick. Toothpick was perfect. It opens up and I tell him, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really not doing this on purpose. I was like, I, I'm going to tell this story because it was so troublesome for you. I apologize. So, yeah. So, we got that done. Knocked it out. in like, it was pretty pretty easy. Although, to, to be fair, playing Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader with people watching is very intimidating. <laughs> it's very stressful. Because you don't want to get that question wrong and look like a moron. And luckily, I didn't because they had science as a, uh, oh. as a uh, subject. And I, I'm kind of okay at the science. So, yes. Yeah, so, I got my fifth grade science question. It was actually a fourth grade science question. But I got it. First <laughs> try. Strange flex. Um, so, yeah. So, we did that. And then I was like, hey, since I ruined your day, um, is there any other game I can help you just kind of stick it to Chewy with. And he said, big bumping. So we popped him big bumping and we got an achievement in that first time I've ever played it. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, so oh man. Those were fun, fun little stories. Big bumping is great. That was the precursor it to rocket league. It's awesome. I kind man. of forgot that it was uh, bumper cars. I, I think I knew that from the cover, but like it just never clicked. So yeah. at some point I think we're going to get a four player together to, to try to knock out that game. Used to play that for fun, not for achievements back in the day. The hockey mode, good times. I play. I never, That's a good community game. <laughs> I never played that one. Um, well, that was that was one of the Burger King games, right? So good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, because those Burger King games were already uh, uh, fifteen years ago, <laughs> so. Uh, so, you know, a gray shark was all of one year old when this was happening. Um, but yeah, they uh, they released three games um, and you could buy them. I think if you got like a Whopper meal, you could buy them for like five bucks or something. Does that sound familiar-ish or right-ish? I th- that's about right. Yeah. We had a yeah. trivia question on, on one episode. About I re- it. Yeah, I remember. Maybe it was $3. And I seem to remember, though, that the, the there was controversy over the answer. I remember people feeling like... That's not what I recall. Um, but yeah, Big, Big Bumpin' was one of the three. Sneak King, which is the only one of the three that I played, and I don't recall. Pocket Bike Racer. Pocket Bike Racer. So Big Bumpin' I hear a lot of good things about, but it's just not 
something I ever had the opportunity uh, to play. Yeah, there's one achievement for um, in this one game mode for not touching the puck. Like, uh, complete the game without touching the puck at all. Like, mm-hmm. That's impossible against the computer because the computer is just like spastically like knocking this <laughs> thing everywhere. And like just trying to dodge it would be impossible. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> now that it's on my tag, um, technically it's not on my tag. I didn't earn anything. It would be great to finally <laughs> get that done. Uh, yes, they were. Sounds the like un- Elle is willing to help you. Yeah. Uh, the answer. I know another guy that needs some of the achievements. So, is it Kushmos? I was going to say Mental Knight, but yeah, oh. Kushmos also needs it. Yeah. <laughs> no, only people that are smarter than a fifth grader can play that with us. Sorry. The answer is three ninety nine. By the way, if you bought oh, okay. a, a, a value meal and spent three ninety nine, you could get those games. And the coolest thing about those games is they worked on both the regular mm-hmm. Xbox. The old, and the 360, which is still, I think, the only games that ever did that. It's impressive. It's so cool. I'm reaching to my wall of 360 games here. Hmm. See if you have it. I wonder if Corey's calendar is still dollar. on the floor. Um, <laughs> I think I bought it for a dollar at GameStop. Like all three of them, like for a dollar each. I think they. If you they throw them in with purchase of anything at this point, yeah, they, they just throw them in. <laughs> yeah, they used they, to be in that like pile them at of you. They literally throw them at you. Yes, yeah, they this is throw them at you. King. If you promise and, not to uh, sue them, you can keep it. Remember when games came with instruction manuals? This one did. I mean, oh, they yeah. actually you have give the gift of beef. No, I. This is uh, this Sneak is King? sneaking. I can't um, Hey, I have a 48-hour free Xbox Live Gold trial. If uh, somebody listening to this wants to PM me, I'll, I'll give you the uh, code, and you can see if it still works. All right. Send them 48. Send her 48 ducks, and you can have Yeah. I, actually, speaking of Xbox Live Gold, <laughs> I guess that name is uh, passe Ooh, now. A newsguay. Very nice, Michelle. <laughs> a network. Yes, Xbox Live has now been rechristened Xbox Network. And the number of people who care are... Oh, my poor tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. my God, you do have a tattoo. <laughs> it's my face tattoo. <laughs> you that goes with your Bam Bam Bigelow head tattoo. <laughs> well, I feel I feel bad for the for the people that won the Lifetime Xbox Live uh, achievement. Now they don't get it anymore. But exactly <laughs> poor stallion you know, it, yes i i yes, frequently feel stallion. bad for stallion um it strikes me as funny and maybe i'm i'm misinterpreting all this right but when the xbox one was released the logic if i recall correctly right was because it's going to be your one-stop shop for everything this is going to be your netflix box this is going to be your video game box this is going to be your blu-ray player you're going to watch your cable through here and um, because of other reasons, not that specific thing, people really rejected this concept, right? My video game console is my video game console, and Xbox is trying to do too much, and this, that, and the other. And then, I mean, isn't rebranding Xbox Live to Xbox Network kind of like your Xbox stuff is everywhere? It's like the same thing, but just the Xbox portion of it. So, like, this move is not – it's not like Xbox hasn't laid the groundwork for being more of an all-in-one – services provider and viewing their game product that way is better for us, right? Because X Cloud and game streaming and all that stuff. So 
It's just a name, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're saving money uh, on t-shirts and things. Uh, <laughs> it's no longer Xbox Live Network. Now it's just Xbox Network. Um, <clears throat> I you don't, don't think know. we're it's going to produce weird. Xbox Network t-shirts? <laughs> Come on Rebranding now. Rebranding is important, Michelle. New marketing opportunity. Rebranding well, guess- is important. Look at all the fuss uh, Mr. Potato Head caused by just going to, to Potato Head. What do you that think that does, rebranding. though? Not not to Potato Head, but like to the <laughs> Xbox Live like subscription, right? Like, do you think some of this might be? It to... gets a mustache, um, gets <laughs> a bow tie, a right. purse, purse. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, the rumor, the rumor forever, right, has been that the idea eventually is to phase out just Xbox Live because they want everyone to be on Game Pass Ultimate, right? So is that, do you think that's part of this direction is you're not going to get, you can't get an Xbox Live subscription anymore. It's dead. It like as a name, it doesn't exist. So is this Uh, to pivot? Maybe. To that sort of thing, where there's no Xbox network subscription, because that's just this nebulous concept of the Xbox suite of games and services. So you can, but you can access Xbox network and all that stuff through your Game Pass Ultimate subscription. Do you think there's maybe that's part of the angle with this? That's interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe just to let's not make it insidious. Maybe maybe it's less confusing that way if. The thing that you always used to do is gone as a label now, and now it's just you have Game Pass. You have Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it is a little confu- – Not it's confusing to us, right, sometimes as people who play all the time, like these differing networks. Most of us are just Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. But imagine someone stepping new into this ecosystem, and it's like, well, you have options A, B, and C. You know, and I don't even think that it's like in, an insidious thing necessarily. It's just the simpler you make it, the easier it is for the consumer. So it, it may not be a bad idea, even if that means you, you're paying a little more for your monthly service, which is amazing and totally worth paying for. Speaking of something that's going to be paid a lot for, maybe, allegedly. We don't deal in rumors here, but with all the trouble we've been having with Discord tonight. <laughs> um, well, Microsoft is apparently rumored to be in talks to buy Discord for more than $10 billion. It's billion with a B. So um, are we going to get bees. achievements? <laughs> uh, well, they, they sunsetted yeah. app achievements. I think we're beyond that now. We need Discord achievements. Should be challenges. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think, still, I think we still have challenges. <laughs> yeah, I heard are, a there, are there any recently. Ba- is, any bad things that could come from this? <laughs> I guess the good thing would be things would be integrated with the stuff that already <laughs> that we already use. The other option would be making their own. Remember Zoom? Remember Mixer? Yeah. Sometimes um, it's just the better policy to, Xbox? Oh, wait. <laughs> to <laughs> buy into what exists and what's successful. I don't know like how I feel about it from a company spending money point of view. I don't imagine anything substantial will change with Discord. It's sort of like when Microsoft bought Minecraft, 
right? And there was this initial sense of, oh, you know, here's big bad Microsoft coming in and, and you know what happened with Minecraft? It's still available everywhere. I just, I don't think that much will change with Discord. Maybe there'll be some better integration with Xbox, but I don't know. What about, Nate, do you think, do you have any sense that anything would change if they do that? I don't, I don't think that anything will. I mean, they got a lot of flack. You know, people always talk about how Microsoft messed up Skype or whatever. Um, so I, I have a feeling that people are going to be kind of negative towards it, but I don't think anything's going to change. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be the same quality service it's been all night. <laughs> yes, tonight especially. It has been the best Discord ever. So, some good news. It looks like Windows Phone achievements are unlocked again. What? What's going on with this, Michelle? Uh, well, so to my understanding, it's it they're unlocking again, but it's with a bit of an asterisk. Um, Windows phones come in uh, 8.1 and Windows Phone 10 varieties. Kush, you're familiar with this stuff too a little bit because, you know, I, I'm going to need some backup probably. <laughs> eh, familiar-ish. Uh, you got the phone friend. Um, so, yeah, so... There were some folks who really reached out to the teams at Microsoft and and tried to get Windows Phone achievements to unlock again. So this is not a fix-all for everything. And what I mean by that is if you don't own a Windows Phone game already, you still have no way to access it, right? So if if you purchased um, if you purchased Final Fantasy One and you've since deleted it from your phone. You can't get back onto the store to re-download it. You're, so you only have what you still have access to on your phone. Um, that said, I, I know, speaking personally, I had plenty of games where I had just written them off, especially Windows Phone games were known for very grindy achievement lists. And I have half a dozen Angry Birds games on there that I can now start that workday, you know, commute to work grind on again so it's exciting that they work there's no sense of is this a permanent thing you can't rest on your laurels about it because who knows i did want to note that there were several people who were really involved in making this happen and just so we make sure they're credited somewhere because several people in the discord were very excited by this i just want to make sure to shout out uh, Visible Raptor 5, Shadow Kisuragi, Kiku123, and Click LMB. I apologize if I pronounced those incorrectly because um, they're obviously not folks I interact with, but these are folks that really reached out to Microsoft and did a lot of the legwork to get the achievements to work. So if you have a Windows Phone and still have games downloaded onto it, especially if it's a Windows Phone 10, I think 8.1 is having some issues. But um, get in there and start popping those achievements, because who knows how long this will last. Get into the Windows Phone channel on the Discord, because there are lots of very knowledgeable people who can definitely speak to it more clearly than I can, and who can really answer your questions about it and help you with workarounds and fixes if things aren't working on your phone. There's been a nice, that that was a dead channel that got resurrected because the achievements got resurrected. And there is information in there that's been very helpful for folks getting started with that. So if you have your Windows phones, boot them back up, complete what you can while you have this time. Uh, it's a kind of exciting precedent too, just in, when things go down that, you know, maybe the end isn't really the end. And with enough legwork and enough people speaking up about it, there can be a second life for some of these achievements we had just taken as done. 
and I don't mean to condone one way or the other. I don't think that's how that word works. I don't mean to suggest <laughs> one way or the other on what you should do, but I do believe that it, for the motivated, it is possible to install games on your old phone if you don't care about black and white and you're more of a gray person. Uh, I think I think you can still install things by sideloading them uh, with certain software and such. Um, so if you're super motivated to get achievements in games that don't have a whole lot of achievements or a whole lot of gamer score on a tiny little device, uh, <laughs> maybe that's something you want to look into someplace else. Yeah, I would definitely recommend reaching out to the active folks in that channel on the Discord. Um, you know, officially, the again, if it's not on your device, you don't have access. But people are clever. So go reach out to those clever people and, and see if they can help you out. Yeah, I have never, never popped a Windows Phone achievement. I think that makes me a, a rarity. Huh. I know, right? Strange. Preserve that 3,000-day streak without a Windows Phone. And have, like, 8 million gamer score, too. So, Nate, you got a tabs open? Yes, I do. I have so many tabs. Thank you, Woo! Freed. Um, in sales, <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. I have a tab open for Curse of the Dead Gods. It's uh, Unless you meant Corey. It's $15 <laughs> down from 20 so it's not the deepest of sales. Uh, but it's a really well done um, roguelite. I almost didn't understand my own shorthand. Rocket League. Uh, it is a dungeon crawler. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a really... <laughs> It's a really well done game. It's really fun. It's skill based and you feel good when you get better. Uh, and and as, as you're able to progress farther, it really does feel good. feels like you've done something with your life. Um, Story of a Gladiator is $2.74 down from 11. I've mentioned this before, but I forgot to buy it uh, that week. So I am going to pick this up. It's a hack and slash. It's got it's the rarity. It has 1,200 gamer score uh, because mm. of a title update, a free title update. So it's even better than 274. What a value. Um, another game I'm extremely interested in. I've never played it. I don't have very many friends that have uh, started this. Slide Stars. I mentioned this before saying, hey, check out a sale. Look for a sale in this game. It looks like a Trials-like game. It looks a little bit more accessible. You're basically on all sorts of manner of uh, flotation devices going down a water ride. So like, imagine trials, but you're on a uh, inflatable duck um, or something <laughs> like that. And, and you're just going doing these things. Now, there's a little bit more back and forth, it seems like. It looks like you can change your direction, whereas in Trials, you're pretty much going uh, left to right, and you're just controlling you know, uh, your angle that your uh, bike is at. But this, you can actually face left, you can face right. So it, it looks interesting. I wish I had a chance to play it. $15 is still a little bit much, but this is the first time on, it's been Coach, on sale. Grab it, grab it, grab okay. it. And I think it looks, I seem to remember mentioning not buying a $15 game just half an hour ago. <laughs> um, 80 people have this game. One person okay, has it completed. Yeah, it does look like it's a tough completion, but if you like to play games for fun uh, and not completions, not for, then oh. yes. So I have, I have <laughs> a question. Because I haven't looked yes? at the game at all. Um, but I'm hearing you okay. describe it as a trials-like, yes, but colorful. also, like, you've played Joe Danger? I have played Joe Danger, yes. Which also is sort of trials-like, but more, like, cartoony and comic and bouncing on things. Do so Joe Danger is more like, it's more like uh, Excite Bike, right? I think of Joe Danger as, like, an Excite Bike-ish version of Trials, mm -hmm. um, 
whereas this has like levels that have verticality. So okay. you're, you're not just going left to right on a plane with like just going up a ramp and then going back down. You're actually dropping down the whole level kind of pitches at like a negative 45 oh, wow. degree angle, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it that looks, sounds really it's like cool. a trials game, but there's, yeah, it, it seems really I, cool. The price has just been too high. It, it might and, still and be too off, high, so. but. Uh, you've almost convinced me. You've almost convinced me. I, I, I love know. games of this nature. Chip, this buy this. <laughs> and tell us if it's okay. And then share yeah. your password. I imagine, I imagine. yeah, it's, it's ideal yeah, for Chip. slide it this way. He likes this. Slide <laughs> it so well. The achievement list um, looks like Retromania. It's uh, beat this with this character in this vehicle. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't check it <laughs> oh, that much. great. <laughs> I just checked to see if it was completable. Um, I only have like 10 more of these oh. to go, so just bear with me. Oh. Uh, Farm <laughs> Together is $13 down from $20. Uh, it is shareable grindy goodness. Apparently, the uh, extremely grindy achievements towards the end of the game can be shared. I think you have one shot at it. So I think like once you log out of your farm after you get that, people can't get the achievement. Um, so look into that. Uh, I know Beer Me has been itching to complete this game. He's at that point where he can share the achievement, and he's just been holding because he's a good guy like that. Uh, so if we can get more than three people that achievement, uh, we'll try to schedule it, uh, make it well known, uh, and, and share that around if possible. You know, if you don't like to play the games you buy. Uh, and <laughs> just kidding, the very last game I want to talk about is Moonlighter. It's five dollars down from twenty. It's a Zelda-like management game. It's in Game Pass, but it's not going to be in Game Pass forever. And $5 for this game is a steal. So that's what I'd like to share this week. All right. I'll just jump on in because I, I want to talk about a Zelda-like game too. Um, and I, I probably recommended this the last time I was here because I think it might have been on sale. But I'm going to pitch again Okami HD. Uh, Okami came out initially on the PlayStation 2 um, and it is awesome. It is it's, it, I know people will get turned off by the fact that it's a 40 to 50 hour game. And I, I get that because we're all in this sort of like quick hit achievement earning uh, deal. And, and the ratio is fairly high for a game that's never like, well, was this on Game Pass for a little bit? I'm trying to, no, it wasn't. Um, it, it's, it's a bit of a high ratio game. I understand all that, but it is so good and it is beautiful. If, if you played Wind Waker and you like those aesthetics, Design of Link himself aside, um, the game uh, Okami really shares that aesthetic. And I have a curiosity about it, actually, because um, back in the day when we had things called loading times, there was a loading screen game you would play. You'd have to hit the button in a certain rhythm and you'd earn these like blue fangs that you could use for things. With the Series X having very limited loading time. I wonder if that's just not a thing you see. Uh, but I, I I strongly recommend Okami HD anytime it comes on sale. It's $9.99 down from $19.99. And uh, also, uh, there are a bunch of Mega Man games on sale. There's the whole like Mega Man Super Collection, which is $40 marked down from $59, I think, which isn't the greatest sale. I just wanted to specifically point out Mega Man x legacy collection mostly because this the soundtrack in Mega Man x1 is my favorite and hearing it through my xbox headset if i ever get that new xbox headset thank you gamestop is something i'd look forward oh, to doing uh, i know that pre-ordered it and they have backed up the ship date twice and now have no ship date for me awesome work guys but um that's aside from the point 
Mega Man X Legacy Collection is $9.99, marked down from $19.99. It includes Mega Man X 1, 2, and 3. Uh, those are, you know, the classics. If you grew up playing that stuff, especially the games hold up. There's no reason to get Mighty Number no. 9 or whatever the Radalika game was that's a Mega Man type, although that was one of the better ones. The name escapes me. Um, Metagal. Metagal. Uh these are the ones that are very much worth playing. So at a discount, you're getting three games. You know, just recommend them for the nostalgia and the amazing soundtracks. Agree. Uh, now, I played Okami HD. I love this on the One X, and I didn't see any sort of loading screen. Oh, so maybe it game. wasn't even there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's a part of the Xbox. Did you play oh. this on the 360 and there was a loading no, I, screen? No, I played game, it on or? the PlayStation 2. Only on the Nintendo. Oh, PlayStation 2. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that made it into the Xbox. I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's really interesting. I mean, the game, all things aside, it's it's a wonderful game. It's a great and game. It's beautiful. It's a great game, yeah. And it's worth every bit of that 40 to 50 hours, like the experience of the game. Uh, and if you have, like, I don't know, younger, not, not super young kids, but if you have that 8 to 12-year-old, like, there's nothing in the game that they can't see or can't, like, experience. Like, it's... Uh, I can't say enough good things about Okami. I'm, I didn't realize you had played it as well, Nate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I liked it. I, I've, I've purchased this game at least three times. <clears throat> Surprising no one. Um, I got into the <laughs> DX. I got but have you played it? N64, whatever. And then I finally played it on the 360 or uh, Xbox. Actually, the X1. Yeah, it came out in 2017, the, the <laughs> yeah, HD ridiculous. remake. I think it came out on the PlayStation 4 sometime yeah. ahead. And then eventually made it over to the xbox i mean if you um, thought it was pretty on the yeah, ps2 think... probably would look really pretty yeah, in I... hd you know what as as actually yeah, somebody, i definitely own it there yeah somebody in in one of the reviews for the game stated it's just the look of the game itself has a sort of timeless quality so you might get some smoother edges or something like that but it's um it's almost like when you're playing a cell shaded game it has that sort of effect to it where it's stylized like Rayman Legends is going to look like Rayman Legends no matter which one of the consoles you play it on because the nature of its development doesn't need sharper polygons or anything like that. And Okami HD is, is similar. It again might look sharper, but I don't think you'll see like a massive difference in how beautiful it is. I would hope that like auto HDR or something really uh, makes this game look even better. I, I would yeah, hope so. For, for what it is, it's a great game. Yeah. But it yeah, it looks great without it, but yes, it, it might bump it up. It probably does. All right. I have some recommendations. Um, if you like video games, I would pick up Ultimate Chicken Horse, Devin's favorite party game. It's, it's a good it party from time game. time to time. Uh, you can get all the achievements with some time putting into it. You could do it online. You can do it locally. And that's great because a lot of Games these days you can't play online, so this one you can. Uh, the object of the game basically is you put down objects and try to make your opponents not be able to to platform over to the exit, but at the same time you need to be able to go over as well. So basically you're setting traps and platforming. It's just very well done. So as the rounds go, you add more and more stuff, and and whoever gets to the exit gets points. Whoever kills other people with their traps gets points. It is a lot of fun. If you do not like video games and you only like Gamer Score, <laughs> then I recommend 
Feather, in which you are a bird flying around doing absolutely nothing but getting a quick thousand gamer score. It is five ninety nine, but you can complete that in probably a half an hour. And my favorite, a rattle like a gem, a hero and a garden. I do not recommend this game, but it is also an easy one thousand gamer score. It is two dollars and forty nine cents. Buy it for that price, not for full price. Full price is way too much for this game. It is a visual novel, but you need to wait in between things and wait for things to grow, and it is awful and terrible. But definitely, do not buy this game, unless you like a hammer score, in which case, you probably already have this game. Awesome. Great. Corey, are you buying something? Uh, yeah, I'm buying Farm Together. Oh, very nice, Corey, uh. I wrote a song about it because uh, I know Katie likes my songs. So here's my song. Farm together right now with Corey. Oh, thank you. That was very good, Big L. Glad you liked it, Corey. All right. And now we have Games with Gold. March is almost over. We should be getting the April games soon. But in the meantime, you can pick up Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. And Port Royale 3. You guys all here? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I just shook my head. No, no one should pick up Port Royal <laughs> Three. Oh, Port Claw. <laughs> no, I mean, it's my shtick. Management's not that. Not, <laughs> nah, the not most your exciting genre. thing. And yeah, Kenny's not here to be thing. like, I'm excited about it. Kenny's exactly. usually shaking your head all the time. Oh yes, he does. Well, now that Kenny's not here, we could pronounce some games properly, including. The upcoming Game Pass game, Genesis Noir. Not Noir. Whatever the hell you said. (laughs) Genesis. Genesis Noir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That comes out March 25th, as well as Octopath Traveler. I am excited for that one. I I heard, I think, Corey talking about it last week, which... I mean, if I'm being honest, he wasn't the person on the panel I thought might be excited about it, but go Corey. Um, I, I, that, you know, it was a Switch exclusive and not the kind of game I ever, 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 ever thought would be on the Xbox in any context, whether it was released as a standalone or came out through Game Pass. I just never thought that that would ever be something I could play for achievements. And I am super, super excited to have the opportunity. So. Good, good on Xbox last week, as you guys noted on the panel, was amazing for Game Pass. So cannot wait for this one to come out. Agree. You want to keep going, M? I can keep going. So in addition to Octopath Traveler and Genesis Noir on March 25th, we also have Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition, which is coming just to uh, PC. As well as Superland, which is also coming to PC. And Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, uh, which will be available on cloud, console, and PC. A little further down the line, five days later, we have Narita Boy coming out. And finally, on April 1st, there's that game you had never heard about. I had never heard about until you guys spoke about it last week, Outriders. So excited to see this little indie gem finally make its way onto the Game Pass service. Oh, yeah, we need to put this up, Em. Yeah, actually, we did download the demo, and uh, we're planning to go through it with Think- my brother because, as noted, it has carryover process uh, progress. Um, and it's so, three yeah, we players. Get on that. So what you got to do is yeah, one to three. 
kick Freem out of your group and play it without him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep beer. Oh, no, that's going to work. And Fog, not Freem. Yeah, I don't know much about Outriders, honestly. Like, I know, obviously, you know, all joking aside, this is a big release coming out day one to Game Pass. Uh, but, uh, you know, co op third person shooter, that sounds, you know, fantastic to use a frame phrase. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Well, did you ever play um, Bullet Storm? Yeah, Bullet Storm. No, and it is developed by People Can Fly. So I, I have played yeah. Bullet Storm. Let me take that back. I played the beginning of it. Um, I thought the gameplay was fine. The aesthetics were fine. Um, the game is very much like, you know, a bro shooter, which I actually don't mind. Some people were really offended by, like, just the affect of the game. That didn't really bother me. Um, but it was during that really dark period in my uh, Xbox 360 days where I just bought anything that landed on the under 20 shelf in GameStop. And I have a lot of stuff on my tag from then, from that first bean dive. So I, I never really gave it a whole lot of time. Did did you? I played it a little bit. Um, and I <laughs> had some friends that were really easily offended at the time. And oh, boy. man, were they Not offended. the right game to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the not the best game uh within the first couple of minutes just the f-bombs that were dropped uh were mm-hmm. pretty amazing uh but it is it is fun gameplay that is for sure they they know how to make a fun uh shooter so uh so i'm i'm hoping for good things i haven't played it i know uh some people in the community are really excited about outriders and they've actually paid 60 bucks um which is kind of crazy considering it's in game pass now but um but yeah, so I'm looking forward to finding out what it's about. Yeah, I I think it's definitely, especially as we always say, uh, you know, on Game Pass, you don't really lose anything for trying it. So why not give it a, a go? I mean, they, they yeah. also developed Gears Judgment, right? People can fly or... I think that's true. I, I think that's true. So, and Gears Judgment, while it's it's feels and plays very different from a Gears game. I mean, we had a good time going through it. Elle and I played it with, uh, who joined us? Dave? People. And, yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, so, we we enjoyed that game. Like, it was a little bit different structurally with the arcade-style play, but the gameplay was fun. Did you, do you remember, what was your take on that one, Elle? Uh, the one thing I remember from Gears Judgment, outside of the short levels, was that for the seriously one, we had to like quit out at the end or join in at the end or mm. something like that. I don't remember exactly yeah, was why, but there was some sort of issue there. Yeah. I don't remember either, but I remember it now that you mention it. But that aside, like I, I enjoyed the gameplay. It doesn't feel like a Gears. They, they messed the buttons around, but I enjoyed the gameplay. Yeah. So they have some, that they I have experience and a decent pedigree. So I'm looking forward to Outriders. Hopefully we'll try the demo and you guys can discuss it next week on the show all right Corey, are you here to do coming real soon <clears throat> i think em can do it all right me i think kush can do it <laughs> yeah i was gonna do it in my Corey voice oh all right go for <clears throat> it so coming real soon uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of stuff coming <laughs> not a whole lot of stuff coming real soon this week last week was crazy um so i'm just gonna read everything uh because there's only like six things um 
I also don't know how Corey does his date ranges. I think I did them a little bit wrong. Um, March 30th, we have I Saw Black Clouds by Wales Interactive, um, publisher Ghost Dog Films. I think I switched that around. I think the publisher is Wales, developer's mm-hmm. Ghost Dog. Um, it's an FMV visual novel. Because if, if you know Wales Interactive, uh, things like um, none of the games that come to mind. Is that um, Night Shift? <laughs> well, Night Shift is like a really old one. What's or is Night Shift the the one where you're the uh, the driver? You're like there, there's one where you're the you're like a parking lot attendant, and yes. then you wind up driving a car and craziness happens. Yes, yes, I'm remembering that one with the girl from um, uh, Different Strokes. Oh, gosh, come on, L. You know, you know what I'm talking night about. Night trap with Dana Plato. Night trap. Night trap. <laughs> yes, I'm, you. I'm thinking night trap. Oh, um, oh. but yeah, it's just like that. It's FM, FMV visual novel. Uh, so enough. Uh, way she too was much time mess. spent on that one. Uh, Narita Boy, <laughs> which I actually wanted to talk about and was talked about last week, uh, is a stack. I don't think we Ooh. knew that before. Uh, so it's uh, Xbox and Windows, and it's a stack. So that's awesome. Uh, I really like the look of this one. Um, because I do, I'm going to read a little bit more about it. It's an adventure game, uh, and from their website, it says, Explore and fight in a retro-futuristic world. Swim deep into an oneric... Ooh, I have not pre-read, sorry. Swim deep into an oneric, poetic, and unique experience across dimensional planes. I probably murdered that. The aesthetic of the game was inspired by retro-pixel adventures, Castlevania, Another World, Double Dragon, with a modern touch, and it shows... And an eighty, uh, uh, yeah, and an eighties plot homage. Ready Player One, He Man, The Last Starfighter, accompanied by the retro synth touch of the old glory days. This thing is just oozing with style, and I cannot wait to play it twice. March thirty first, Escape from Life Inc. This is a sometimes you game, and it shows. It does not oh, look no. great. It's a puzzle platformer. Um, if you're into that, good on you. Uh, following that, Squad Killer. It's an East Asia soft game. And it shows. Uh, it's a running gun. It does not look like a good twin stick shooter. It's a running gun. I, I, I'm not into it. April 1st, Achalasia? I don't know. It's very hard to find anything on this on the internet. It's by Victory Road, which is one of our new developers that just kind of was cranking out games very quickly. And I think they took a little break. Um, this looks like it's from a very small developer. Um, it's a platformer and it does kind of look interesting. Uh, our attractive protagonist, which is funny, well. wishes for just two things to save the princess and to become rich. Actually, he's doing it just to get rich, but if the princess Celinda will be saved in the process, let's consider it a nice bonus. Um, to get all the treasures of Achalasia, this hipster with a shotgun will have to fight hordes of monsters, sneak through a myriad of devious traps and reveal a few secrets of survival. Looks kind of like a, um, a pixel art game, but like a, like a more recent pixel art game. So it's not like old school pixel art. Um, it does look interesting. Maybe check it out. Uh, of course, Outriders, we know a lot about that. Uh, we're excited. Yada, yada. April 2nd, Middleborg <laughs> City of Mages by Armature Games. It's a puzzle game. It doesn't look interesting to me, but maybe to other people will find it interesting. It also doesn't look like a puzzle game. It looks like management. So, uh, And finally, uh, the last thing that's coming out, uh, Papa's Quiz uh, by developer and publisher Old Apes, which just sounds oh, like fun. <laughs> yes, this is a party game, and this uh, looks interesting. I was um, going to suggest that maybe that should be the name of this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so this this looks good, and maybe at some point it could be a good uh, community night game, or maybe, Ooh. I don't know, 
uh, for a monthly play game. I don't know. Uh, the party game for quiz lovers. Play with up to eight friends and family members or community podcast members. Use your smartphone as a controller. It is easy to join with QR code. This is obviously English as a native speaker. No app is needed. <laughs> we crafted over 2,500 original questions in 185 categories for this game. Now, if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. Uh, those are your games coming quick. That was All a really right, phenomenal Corey impersonation. Good job. Thank you. I've I've been working on it all my life. <laughs> Apparently, it's pronounced Oniric, and it has to do with dreams and dreaming. Michelle's probably yeah. like, yeah, I, I mean, knew that one. Yeah. yeah, Michelle probably knew that. Yeah. I, did, I know that one. did not know that one. I well, I like learning no, words. I, I didn't know. I do. I do. I don't foresee Words ever using good. it again, but that's that's great to know that it is related <laughs> to dreams. So, you know what, though? Maybe that's going to come up in uh, the old ape developed In a review. Game. <laughs> like maybe maybe in uh, Papa's quiz, there'll be a, <laughs> a quiz question about which of the following defines Oniric, and, and we're going to know. We'll keep it our secret. Narita Boy is good for something. All right. We are Contests, G-Task is almost over. We had some community members get eliminated last week, unfortunately. Two teams were eliminated. Human Chiva P2, full sequence, with Unky Tim Fu, Litigator, JRath05, and Wiznayat, as well as Carrying the Pigeon with NINJ4, I guess that's Ninja, Thrash Forever, MIK3IDV, and Shawnee Show. You guys are eliminated. We are down to our final five teams, and they have already gone nuts. Yeah, it's the last week of G-Task is always... It's something to witness from this end. I Like, man, the amount of... It's because it's not just the amount of time they have to play the planning that goes into, all right, having these preloads ready and knowing that you're capable of getting these harder achievements done. It's mind-boggling. But we have a lot of folks in the community that are still in that uh, in the top ten that have made the top ten in G Task. Um, oh, the I mean, singles. Yeah, like I was if, just if you read staring through. at the leaderboard of the of the teams and looking at all the bonuses being used and just crazy things going on right now. There's no reason to hold on to them now. And we have to uh, shout out our very own Elroy OMJ. I think this is his third year in the finals. Which is again insanity, um, you know. Inferno sniped by a girl, triple triad, uh, Ross, 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 Unky, Tim, Fu, Magic Monk. They're all in Discord, all hanging out in G Task. I woke up Monday morning and I didn't know why there were people in the chat channel in the Discord, and then it dawned on me: oh, G Task eliminations today. So it's cool to watch what they're dealing with. I'm sure they're all very excited to just about be done with it. Um, I don't know what the future holds for GTAS, but congratulations to all you guys who made it this far. Yeah, this was a big week because 12 people were eliminated, so we're down to the top 10 in individual. Yeah, that's that's like eight of seven or eight of the 10 are in our community, so good luck to all. Monkey Tim Fu is currently in the lead. We'll see if he holds on to that lead. All right. Nate, briefly tell us about the Gamertag Challenge. 
in very briefly, uh, this is March, which means Gamertag is a Heizo in the wild card. He has picked Mass Effect series. So any achievement in the Mass Effect series or a previous completion is how you're going to get that. Uh, for the bonus, we've created You've Got a Friend in Me, which is achievements containing the text toy, T-O-Y, or story, S-T-O-R-Y. Uh, so history would be good. Uh, not histories, because it doesn't contain S-T-O-R-Y. Uh, those are the rules. If you have any questions, check out the channel. Uh, we will be picking a new gamer tag and announcing it next week. Is it me? It is not you. Darn it. Every I'm time. Sorry, that's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for my favorite part of the show Proclamation Point. I was actually listening to some uh, early episodes today and i had forgotten we used to do these at the top of the show like right off the bat we started off with with proclamation point weird i know right it's not that at all <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a, it was a it was, different time we also uh we had a lot less people to shout out at that time so it's awesome to see how much the milestone list has grown it's so funny you should say that we've, yeah. we've got a solution for that right. and that is that is <laughs> Our, the way we grab uh, brags uh, is broken uh, because we used to pull we used to pull out of Discord and Discord now limits the amount of stuff that we can pull out at one time. So uh, we are going to be reading brags that happened in the last twenty four to maybe forty eight hours, and uh, we're going to work on a better solution than that. So I apologize uh, to anyone who does not get a shout out, and special apologies to the Alpha Seagull. Now we know why. And thank you for bringing it to our attention so we could troubleshoot it and figure it out. So if we've missed you, we're sorry, and we are going to fix this before the next episode comes out. But for today, the people who have had milestones between March 22nd and March 23rd are as follows. So in completions, we have Freemhole, who got uh, who reached the milestone of 300 completed games, and Dude with the Face has reached 350 completed games. In completion percentage... Hack and Pwn, he's reached a new milestone of 62%, and Sabin Rothschild absolutely killing it with a 90% completion percentage. In ratio, Freemhole has been playing difficult games. He has a ratio of 1.8. In streaks, RPG Davy is currently on a 25-day achievement win streak. I didn't cut these down, so uh, eh, just read them all. Faustian Greed, 50-day achievement win streak. Mental Knight 5, 75 days. Red 047, 75-day win streak. Dunkos, <laughs> seven, also 75-day win streak. Quick Don't Die, 200 days. The Alpha Seagull Yay. was missed when he did 200, when he did 225, when he did 250, when he did 275. But we have not forgotten his 300-day achievement win streak. Seamus McLimey, currently on a 1,625-day win streak. And Saucy Slingo with 2,525 days in a row with at least one achievement. Patriots suck. In achievements... <laughs> achievements won. Uh, I did not know that. Thank you. Uh, Fister Robaco <laughs> with 8,000 achievements won. Icefire TN with 17,000. Raw Sauce Ross with 22,000. Oz Buffanatic with 22,500. Uh, RPG Davy with 23,500. Unky Tim Fu with 25,500. And Mental Knight 5 with 30,000 achievements won. All right. So Oz Buffniak's brother, Oz Buffanatic, did well this week. <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me that's the rumor that's the rumor okay great 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 
In Gamerscore, we have Princet with 300,000 Gamerscore. In TA score, we have Alex R. Davies with 500,000 TA. Freemhole, who's being mentioned a lot this week. Don't get a big head about it. Freem, 700,000 TA score. Ross Ross Ross, 1.3 million TA score. And then we have Mr. Unky Tim Fu, who's we're probably going to be reading a lot of these because he's killing it in the G-Task right now. 1.6 million TA and counting. Triple Triad has 1.7 million TA and counting. And Mental Knight has 1.75 million TA score. Can I interrupt you for a quick second, Al? You always can. All right. So just to point, as Elle said, for Unky Timfu and Triple Triad and Ross Ross Ross, we're going to have a lot of milestones to read. And as we noted at the top, these are only milestones from maybe the last 24 hours. And Unky Tim Fu hit 1.6, 1.61, and 1.62 million TA score in that 24-hour period. Insane. Continue. Go look at go look up to see what he's got right now while you're at it. I can do that while you Good. while you do the next. Good. In leaderboards, Alex R. Davies, who's always going to be top of the alphabetical chart, is. In the top 10,000 of the TA leaderboard overall, the top 500 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for Vayners, and the top 50 of the England Gamerscore leaderboard for Vayners. So in England, do you think the Vayners go from right to left, or you think on the other side? How does that work? Or does Journey of the Savage Planet have two U's in it? <laughs> I'm stealing all of Kush's jokes now at this point. Elroy OMJ <laughs> is doing something with Chewy's CCCCC. He's in the top 20 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Party. E.L. Sockets in the game is now in the top 50 of the Massachusetts <laughs> Completed Games leaderboard. Fuaf is in the top 50 of the Wisconsin TA leaderboard for Vehicular Combat. That's probably my favorite thing I've ever read. And <laughs> Infamous is in the top TA Excuse me. Infamous is in the top 10 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Xbox One. Uh, Mental Knight 5 is also doing something with the Chewy's Challenge. He's in the top 200 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Basketball. That is not a typo. I thought it would be Hatton as well, but no, it is Mental Knight. <laughs> and he's in the top 2,000 of the TA leaderboard for Xbox 360, which is great. Philip Wendell is in the top 1,000 of the Completed Games leaderboard for Puzzle. Very nice. Very nice old men. Old men love puzzles. Quick Don't Die is in the top 200 of the TA leaderboard for platformers, as well as the top 200 of the TA leaderboard for shmups. And he is in the top 50 of the US TA leaderboard for Xbox One. So I went and did my homework that you asked me to do. Oh, yes. And uh, I think I forgot to even say Infamous with as one of the G-Task folks that's part of the community, who's currently in the lead with... a. 102,000 TA score this week. Insane. But Anki Timfu, the last we had captured was 1.62. He is just about to break 1.66. So, yeah. That's a lot of And that's why I just said 1.6 and counting, because yeah. it could be 1.7 by the time I stop talking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're out of control. Um, but that dedication is is quite remarkable. All right. Thank you for joining us this week. Please be sure to join us 
on the Twitch, on the Twitter, and definitely the Discord is where we spend most of our time when we're supposed to be doing other things like working. Uh, if you have oh, a couple wait. bucks. Wait. Oh, yes. Yes. yes I'll keep yes. going. You finish your thing. <laughs> uh, if you have a couple uh if you have a couple bucks laying around and you want to hear me sing, I mean, if you, um, I guess you could pay to not hear me sing if you're fug. Um, you're all responsible for the nice new mic that I have. Thank you so much to all our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. We have a special patron VIP chat in which we just randomly give away stuff from time to time. Or we have... Um, our, my favorite conversations are actually where we ask the patrons about stuff about the podcast because we trust them more than anyone else. And we have good talks that no one else gets to see. So I love that. We've also been releasing since the beginning of this year a monthly 10-year um, retrospective on different games coming out exclusively. Or mm. games that came out 10 years ago exclusively for patrons. So they're getting some extra content too. That is correct. Kush, did I step all were over you, something you were going to say? Were you? <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to mention. I was just going to mention. I've been very excited. I've been sitting on my hands all tell us, tell us. episode because next week we are going to be talking about the ID at Xbox event that oh, happens yeah. on Friday of this week. And man, am I excited. Uh, we're going to be hearing <laughs> from some awesome Indie developers, we're going to be hearing from Coat Sync, we're going to be hearing from Drinkbox, Annapurna, Team 17. Uh, what the heck has Drinkbox been up to? It better not just Quack be severed, three, although I'd three, be pretty excited three. if we get severed. I'm pretty sure they said specifically uh, they're announcing something new. I, I'm pretty sure I read that oh, specifically. That's be so cool. I could be incorrect. Now, we, we do have to also put out there that the rumor about Hades coming because of that graphic that was released was debunked by one of the folks at ID at Xbox. He said, don't set your expectations for that. It's not going to be there. But there are going to be other amazing, amazing games there. Now, that guy can go right to Hades. Right? <laughs> I, I, love, I love these ID at Xbox showcases. Uh, I am sure we're going to be devoting at least five minutes to it next week. Uh, so you might join us on the Discord. Uh, we'll be happy at noon Eastern on Friday. Uh, and I'm sure that some of us will be talking about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Excite. Just to, just you getting that excited made me think of the uh, that Shaq gift that you love so much. <laughs> The what? The shack gif. <laughs> oh, yes. Shake those shoulders. <laughs> just imagine me doing that. Just, that's how I'm, I'm doing that, your watching face. the gif doing that. <laughs> we will I, definitely I do get be... mistaken for shack quite a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll like definitely the be talking about that in, in Discord. People ask you to reach stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And by that, I mean Kush's, you know, doppelganger-like qualities to Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> If you are the type of person that likes your podcasts on YouTube, which I think you're weird, but it's more people than I think because it's easy to hide, I guess, maybe at work. Um, and also, one good thing about YouTube podcasts is you can see my pretty face once a month. You could find uh, the first podcast of every month, which is the live show, and we are on there. You could see us playing games and yelling at me and then we do a podcast. So if you're curious to match the faces to 
Voices. Check that out on YouTube. And we very rarely ask you to do this, and people, it would be really nice on, I think on Apple, it's very important for the algorithms to like and put a five-star review. If you do that, let us know, and we will read it on the air. Even if you make fun of me in it, that's fine. Do it. I don't mind. I don't care. Leave us five stars, and maybe Fufu will send you a dollar fifty of Xbox bucks. I think that's fair. Oh no, no, we can't bribe. Um, Foof will say nice things about you. Alrighty, thanks for joining us, Michelle. Hopefully, you join us again soon and let us know how you liked the ending of the medium. Kush, I hope you are not in a coma next week after the ID at Xbox special. We might have to fan you <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> and I will probably be eating a sandwich. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to Achievement Hunting 101. And class is dismissed. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Oh, bye. This realm has fallen to fade. We dare not even ask for a hero, for no creature should suffer so to mend this broken land. Hello and welcome to Wakavania. I'm Wakapail, and lately I've been trying to mop up some games on my dying 360. The not backwards compatible Dust and Elysian Tale was released on Xbox 360 in August of 2012. I'm not alone going back to Dust. More than 35 players have completed it in the first three months of 2021. The game features mysterious wall chickens and anthropomorphic creatures fighting a genocidal general. Dust and Elysian Tale is one of the best games I've played in 2021. I knew it was supposed to be good, but it still blew away my expectations. What makes it even more impressive is that it is almost entirely the work of a single person, Dean Dodrill. He developed everything himself except from some of the writing and the outsourced music and voice acting. If you played a game without knowing this, you couldn't tell as the gameplay and graphics were top-notch at the time and still look and feel great today. Not very familiar with game development, Dodrill assumed the game would be a three-month project, but it ended up taking more than three and a half years. It was originally targeted to hit the Xbox Live indie marketplace, but the project got hyped enough that Microsoft decided to publish it on the Xbox Live Arcade. This was back in the day when only a certain number of Xbox Live Arcade games were allowed each week. Can you imagine if only a few ID at Xbox were allowed each week? Overall quality would probably rise, but we would miss out on plenty of games. Only a few, if any, Rattalaika games would be available with achievements if this was still the case. Dust and Elysian Tale is fairly linear by Metroidvania standards, and while all achievements technically can't be earned in a single playthrough, you can simply reload upon completing a certain quest with two different achievements based on player choice. This only takes a minute or two if you know about it, but missing it requires a few hours on a new save. These technically are the only non-difficult specific missables, but some of the quests are known to be glitchy, so I'd recommend to make use of multiple save slots in case something goes awry. For the completion, you also need to finish the game on the tough difficulty, which was way more difficult than I expected. Tough isn't even the highest difficulty. Do not start the game on hardcore unless you really want a challenge. 
Over 10,000 players on TA have managed to complete the game on tough or higher, but those difficulty settings are rather punishing, and you have to pay close attention or you can go from full health to dead in seconds. After completing the game, I learned of an exploit which gives you infinite money, which can be used to purchase infinite health items. It takes a few hours before you can use it, as you need to get a full stack of materials, but I'm sure it would make the game significantly faster to get through. Speaking of materials, make sure you always sell them as you get new ones, as they are then added to the store. This is a feature that is easy to miss, but if you sell new materials to the store, they are then available to purchase later, which makes the endgame crafting way easier. As mentioned, the game is not backwards compatible, despite being published by Microsoft. Unfortunately, Dust doesn't run properly on the 360 emulator, and Dean Dodrill, being a single developer, hasn't made a Xbox remaster a priority. Dust did get a PlayStation 4 remaster in 2014, but I'm speculating the BC program probably prevented a one port as it was likely to eventually work using backwards compatibility. The game also got a Switch port in 2018. Dust An Elysian Tale is worth dusting off your 360 to play at its full price of $15. I'd gladly run through it again if we get a remaster. The game has 400 game score worth 750 TA and can be unlocked in roughly 15 hours depending on skill and or willingness to abuse the infinite money glitch. Dust is more difficult than its ratio suggests, but it's far from impossible and a very enjoyable experience. Right now I can't think of a single non-backwards compatible title more deserving of a re-release on modern Xboxes. Have a nice day everyone! Thank <laughs> you.